As a special thank you, I'd like to offer you a free time management video. If you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed and the jobs keep piling up, then this is the perfect video for you. It's time for you to reclaim your time. With our free 15-minute video, you could save minutes in your day, hours in your week, days in your month, and years in your life. It's free for you now. There's a link in the show notes. Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. I'm Lauren and welcome to the show. My guest today is Pauline Pollard and she is a child self-esteem coach. Her mission is to assist children to get in touch with their passions and purpose in life. Originally trained as a registered nurse and accredited diabetes educator, Pauline is also a certified child self-esteem coach and has studied Reiki, emotional freedom technique, also known as EFT, energy medicine, and the chakras, as well as practicing yoga and meditation for over 20 years. The techniques Pauline uses with children ignites a powerful transformation and healing from anxiety and brings your child back into alignment with feeling confident, self-assured, and passionate about their lives. She currently offers live workshops and online programs that transform your child's life from feeling stuck in overwhelm, self-doubt, and anxiety to becoming happy, confident, and self-assured. Today, Pauline has joined me to talk about two of my favorite subjects. No, it's not yoga and meditation. It is being present and mindful. Hi, Pauline. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Lauren. Thank you for having me on. Happy to be here. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. My favorite topics too. (laughs) But maybe if we have time, we could talk about yoga and meditation because they actually do (laughs) help with being present and mindfulness. Absolutely. Bring it on. We can sneak that in at the end. So um, as mentioned before, you know, being present and mindful are two of my favorite subjects. Uh, Personally, for me, they transform my entire life. uh, Once I got aware of being present and mindful and that I wasn't being. But before we talk a little bit about that um, and what it means to be present and mindful and some tips and tricks that I know you have to help people out, I would like to know a little bit more about how you first got involved and interested in the work that you're currently doing. Ah, yes. A little bit of background on me is that I'm one of six children um, and I grew up with my mum having on her bookshelf um, Marianne Williamson, Deepak Chopra, um, Wayne Dyer, all of those books. I was very fortunate. So in my teen years, they were the books, they were my go-to books. So I was reading about um, mindfulness, being present. Um, another one popped in my head, Yogananda. So um, I was very interested in yoga. And I can tell you a funny little story about me. Um, if you're interested, it's just yes. a quick story, Lauren. Yes. Was, um, uh, yoga has always been like a real part of my life. And I know this because when I was really young, I used to watch on TV Swami. I don't know if anyone can remember, maybe I'm showing my age, but there was this lady, this Indian lady, and her name was Swami. And she used to wear a red leotard, leggings, and have a long black plait down her back. It went right down to her bottom, this long black plait. And as a a little kid, like I was only probably about three years old, I used to just sit and watch Swami while other kids are like watching the Wiggles and and High Five. I'd sit and just be mesmerised by Swami. And um, this particular day, I didn't have a leotard. I felt different. I was looking at my clothes. I'm like, I want to be so much like Swami. So I just took all my clothes off and started doing yoga with no clothes on. I was only three years old. And my mum walks in to see me with my foot behind my head and just like, you know, balancing on one foot. And, <laughs> and so that is my, my um, yeah, my days with, with um, yoga starting very young. Um, but, yeah, I was really fortunate to have 
um, that influence from my mum. But um, I guess I grew up with, you know, she would read these books, but then she was always um, so, so busy with having six children and always sacrificing for us. And I think um, at a young age, you tend to take on the belief systems that are going on for your parents, what's going on in your parents' life. Inadvertently, you don't realise that it's happening, but um, energetically, you're picking up on what's going on for your parents. And I believe that um, I picked up a lot of um, belief issues that, 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 you know, that low self-esteem, that low confidence. So during my teen years, I really struggled. I found that I really struggled with um, feeling confident and it was more of a follower than a leader um, and always looking outside of myself to see what other people were doing what other people were saying, um, and that was that was a really tricky time for me. Um, so it's really been, and then it's been a self-discovery for me for most of my life, getting on that path. And, and I think sometimes it can be really hard because you know things can be different, but that your life is not changing and things aren't changing. And, um, yeah. yeah, so that was a really big struggle time for me was during my teen years. It's funny because, you know, when people overcome adversity and when they struggle, that's when they get clear, you know, it's that whole breakdown leads to breakthrough and without difficult times, you know, I'll put myself into the mix as well. We wouldn't be who we are now. We wouldn't be where we are now. We wouldn't have the knowledge that we have now and, you know, Absolutely. you wouldn't be able to relate to your clients in the kind of work that you're doing. I'd be even, you know, I bet you wouldn't even be doing the kind of work you're doing now if you didn't have to go through, you know, challenging yeah. times to come out the other side. Because I fully believe, and I think you probably do too, that, you know, we're responsible for our life. So you chose at one point or another to change your yourself and, and put yourself in the direction of, you know, the person that you are today. So, Absolutely. And when you refer to the breakdown before the breakthrough, that's a really interesting concept because I believe that many, many people have heard that a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but And I had heard it a lot as well. But when I really, really understand what is actually going on, because for me, when you're dealing with challenges, everyone says, and I do believe this too, that your challenges are your biggest um, friends in a sense. It will help you to grow and become that new person. But I'd like to add to that. It will help you to grow when you take responsibility to actually make changes yeah. to the ways that you have been dealing with challenges and actually in the challenge itself go, you know what, this worry, this stress, this overwhelm, this blaming everyone else, being the victim, being the martyr has not served me. Yeah. I need to do something different. Yeah. And so in that moment, because I'm talking from experience here, because no matter how enlightened you are, we're always going to deal with challenges in our days. Yeah. And when the challenges are their greatest challenges where you are feeling so depleted and so overwhelmed and so stressed, in that moment, and this is coming back to now the mindfulness side of things and being present, if you can be able to actually go, right, I'm going to take responsibility I'm feeling the feelings, I'm feeling this overwhelm, but I need to do things differently. And so for me in those moments, it was like looking at the fear and going, this is not me. These are my thoughts. These are my beliefs. They're not necessarily the truth. Mm -hmm. And I need to witness them. I'm not going to push them away, but I'm going to actually send love to them. And do you know what? I know it sounds really new agey and all of that sort of thing, but it was so incredibly powerful for me during my really challenging moments to actually do that. And you know what happened was that when I closed my eyes and went within, I could see a little child. And it was like this little two or three-year-old, which some people may refer to as your inner child. And I would see that little child there 
And it actually, um, I'm getting emotional about it because would you speak to a two-year-old and say, go away, shut up, you know, you're not enough and send them off? You wouldn't. You would be like, I get you. I understand you're trying to keep me safe, but we don't have to do this tap dance anymore. Mm-hmm. and to send love and in that moment and I'm putting my hands on my chest one on top of the other because that's where your heart chakra is and that energy of love to send and just taking some slow deep breaths and sending that energy to that little two-year-old which is your fear which is your ego which is your frustrations your overwhelms and just sending love and start just slowly, just starting with that is incredibly powerful. And asking for help, asking for assistance from divine spirit, God, goddess, all that is, whatever, whoever you want to call that higher power, asking for assistance and just taking those first deep breaths is incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to something that you said earlier you were sort of alluding to the fact that you were observing your thoughts. Now, I remember when I was around 19, so this is about 18 years ago, and I I became aware that I was I became aware that I was observing my thoughts happen. And that, you know, was transformative for me because then I started reading books and I met somebody and they showed me a a way of, you know, transforming my thought process and things like that. But some people are still working on figuring out what it means to be the observer and what it means to watch your thoughts. So can we talk a little bit about that initially? Because I feel as though if somebody doesn't have that concept down, it'd be very difficult to be aware you know, to be where they are and to understand yeah. a bit more about what we're going to discuss later. So how do you present that conversation or that awareness to somebody who has never heard of the concept and still believes they are everything they think? Yeah, that's a really, really great question because it takes patience and it takes time, but it also takes, we're so programmed to look outside ourselves, Lauren, and so programmed to look at um, in magazines to know how to dress and what to do, to look at our parents and see how do we parent, to look at our teachers and see what do we, what how do we need to um, uh, the signs of success or achievement at school and all of those sorts of things, and that is where we tend to lose ourselves and not understand what is actually going on for us and so the first thing that I would say that is most important is to become to start slowly because um, people don't realize you know like meditation can be like a dirty word to some people where it's just like oh my goodness I can't sit still for five minutes and try and focus just on my breath you don't need to do that even if it's just taking some time out for yourself to actually get connected in with what's going on within you and listening to what your body is communicating to you and just start those small steps in order to then listen and having that space and that time to actually listen in to what your thoughts are, what you're telling yourself and to not be judgmental about what's coming through because a lot of the time we'll judge ourselves for the thoughts that we're having and actually push them away. And so you're not actually um, allowing yourself to process those thoughts and to, um, to actually take them on board as a way that your body is communicating to you that you may be just a little bit out of alignment. And when I'm talking about alignment, it is out of... Um, what is important to you and what's going on for you specifically rather than looking outside yourself to see what you should be doing or could be doing better by looking outside. And so those mindful techniques of being present, taking a deep breath, um, 
you know, the, the breathing is something that is just incredibly amazing, the breath, because it will calm the nervous system. Because when you're in fight and flight, when you're anxious and overwhelmed, which is what looking outside yourself will do for you because you can never keep up with whatever everyone else is doing and what's going on. Mm -hmm. So when you're in fight and flight, that is a way that is it's stopping you from listening to those little whispers of what your body is communicating to you and what your, your spirit is saying, what your soul is yearning for. Yeah. In that sense. Yeah. I had a, a bit of an aha moment a couple of years ago and, you know, it's when I realized that I didn't have to believe everything I think. And I think for me, that was really powerful because sometimes we read really upsetting yeah. news stories and sometimes we watch content in movies and, you know, we see things that, you know, we don't actually want to see and all of a sudden we almost can internalize those thoughts and think that those are our thoughts when it's not. Mm -hmm. It's simply because we've seen something that is, you know, really upsetting or deeply affected us. And I think, you know, when you're talking about people not judging their thoughts, you know, and just sort of witnessing them and, and paying attention to the things that you are thinking, I think it's important in the acceptance of what you're thinking to also understand that you don't have to believe everything you're telling yourself, you know, yeah. and that was for me, that was, yeah. I had a, that huge aha moment. When I was 19 where I used to tell myself all the time that I was, um, you know, overweight and I hated my body and all these sort of things. And I remember one time I, I talked to a counselor and I said, I'm, I'm telling myself all these thoughts, but I don't believe them, but I can't stop thinking it. And yeah. I remember, and that was really transformative for me where I could understand yeah. the difference. And yet it took me a long time for years later to realize, wait a minute, I don't need to believe everything I think. And even now, you know, from 18 years of consciously practicing this stuff, I still have to remember, wait a minute, that's not my thought. That's because I read a really upsetting news story today, or I watched that movie or whatever. Um, do you have any yeah. thoughts on that? Yeah, that's that's really beautiful because um, a lot of our um, thoughts will come from our belief systems and what we believe about ourselves, about life, about um, society, about people, okay? And our beliefs are actually held in our subconscious mind and those beliefs are not necessarily truth because um, when we're actually, be between the, the years of um, being a baby from zero to seven, um, we actually have a different brainwave um, than to what we have at the moment. We have a theta brainwave more so as a baby from zero to seven. And the reason why it's a slow brainwave and it's like a sponge, like you have no filter on what is coming in, what is um, said to you. So if you're told that you are an amazing, incredible child and, you know, you, you can do anything um, you put your mind to, then that is a really empowering belief that will be stored in the subconscious mind of that child and they will, be, um, they will express that in their actions, in the way that they feel about themselves. If you were told as a child that you would never come to anything, that you were stupid at school, that, um, you know, that you're not good enough or that you had an experience that you interpreted in a way that was not really um, supportive for you and you internalised that as, as a, um, a, a belief about yourself, then that gets trapped into that child's subconscious mind um, um, because, like I said, that brainwave has no filter. It's like a sponge absorbing everything. And the reason why is because from zero to ten, if you, if you look at a baby, and then you look at a seven or eight year old, there is so much growth and, um, you know, that's going on, not only physically, but, but also mentally and, um, you know, being able to speak and, and, you know, schooling from, from five to seven is like a huge jump as well. So that's the reason why that brainwave is, is like that so that 
children are able to absorb and learn quickly in that short space of time. Mm -hmm. But it can be detrimental if um, they are told things about themselves that are not necessarily true, like I mentioned, but they then take that all on board. And so what happens is that as you get older, as you go through the teenage years, if you have those beliefs that you're not good enough and that you can't do things, even if you have the intention of wanting to succeed, wanting to do well, um, you will continually play out these repeat patterns that actually sabotage you being able to move forward because you have the belief that creates an emotion that then creates the actions that you take, if that makes sense. And so your behaviour will be either to sabotage yourself or, um, yeah, basically to, to not move forward with what it is that you want to do, even though consciously you may wish that you want to move through this. And so um that mind chatter can really be detrimental to some people um and that's where i work with a lot of parents and a lot of children with that consistent mind chatter that's telling them that they're not enough that sort of thing um yeah in order in order to work with them and this so is you know being quiet observing that you're having these thoughts is that your opportunity to you know, get aware that you're telling yourself these stories and then then you can start to work on transforming, you know, that kind yeah, of conversation? When I'm, when I'm working with a, a client um, who has self-esteem issues, so a child or, or a parent who has self-esteem issues, um, I'll ask them and see what the behaviour is. What are they exhibiting? What are they doing? So um, when I'm working with teenagers, it, a lot of the time it'll be that, they are, um, that they, they're trying to, um, they worry and stress about themselves, about everyone else, so they're really nervous about that sort of thing. Um, and so in order to, to calm that mind chatter down, I'll do a few processes with them that help to calm down that worry and that stress. So some simple things, of course, the breath, which I've spoken about, but it could be also um, a meditation where they're placing their hands on their heart and getting back being able to leave that mind chatter and come into the heart space and actually taking the breath from that heart space is really important to get them connected back into themselves because when they're thinking all the time, that is actually leaking energy, leaking their energy out and depleting them and they're feeling tired and they're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and they tend to take on too much, especially as a mum, you tend to take on more and more and more um, of everyone else's issues, um, everyone else's problems. So they're not necessarily your energy that you're taking on, it's other people's energy that is starting to deplete you. And so um, you need to be aware of that and there are energy techniques that I have that help to release that energy and to help to, um, yeah, become aware of what it is that is, that is depleting your energy and what it is that, that's not yours. That basically, you know, 90% of it is not your energy and that for, to help you to process that. So I want to ask you in a little bit um, if you have some more techniques. I know, I know you just talked about the heart and the deep breathing, but before we get yeah. to all that, I do want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, why it's important to be present and mindful. And I know for myself, it's been transformative, but I would like to hear from you, you know, where, why you think it's important. And, you know, maybe you can even talk about, you know, shifts that you've seen in other people who were able to become you know, go from a place of not being present and mindful to a place of being at least a little bit more aware, because I'm sure you would agree, this is something that you need to practice every day, yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, in your present day, if you're looking outside um, and you're not happy with what's going on in your current reality, just know that what is happening for you right now 
is a combination of your beliefs and your emotions that have happened in the past, things that have gone on in your past. So what you're seeing right now in your current reality is your thoughts and your beliefs and your actions from the past coming through now. And so if you're not happy with what's going on, that's where you need to look at and say, oh, you know, I'm taking responsibility and I need to change. So being able to become present in the, in the moment is really important because so many people will continue to go back to what happened in the past and bring that into their present moment and make decisions based on that and take action based on that. Once you can release that, that energetic charge from the past and become present right now, whatever you feel and believe and um, take action from right now is actually going to create that future that you truly desire. And so that's why it's so important that we, be, we are able to come into the present moment because it's now that you are creating your reality for the future, that future desire. I mean, so many people, I wish that I wish that I, you know, had, I wish that I could do, I wish that I was more happy, whatever the emotions might be. But you need to start with that happening now in this present moment in order for that to um, to to reflect in your reality. And so one of the biggest things and it's very cliche but I just want to touch on this one of the biggest things to bring you into the present moment straight away is to focus on what you're grateful for gratitude is so incredibly powerful and it's not just the actions of going oh gee yeah I'm grateful for that beautiful sunset and I'm grateful for my mum and dad because they bought me this and I'm grateful for my (laughs) teachers and I'm grateful for this that's all great That's all fine. But what I get people to do is when they say that they're grateful for, for example, I'll give you an example where one of my clients said, I'm really grateful for my teacher. And I said, that's beautiful, but let's go a little bit deeper. Why are you grateful for your teacher? Mm -hmm. And she said, I'm grateful for my teacher because she treats me like an individual that she spends time with me when I don't know um, how to do something. She doesn't make me feel silly. She doesn't make me feel um, inadequate. And um, she, she spends a lot of time with me. And you might notice that when you start to go that little bit deeper as to I'm grateful for, and then just put that why am I grateful for, it will get you in touch with the energy of gratitude. The feeling. Not just, yeah, absolutely, that feeling state of gratitude because gratitude is a very, very high vibrational energy. Um, I don't know if you've read um, Dr. David Hawkins' book, um, Power Versus Force, and in there, Mm -hmm. that book, he talks about... Um, the energetic vibration of emotions. So just to give you an overview, he, he looked at the energy of, these, of all emotions on a scale of zero to 1,000. And so 1,000 being enlightenment. And um, he used kinesiology and a few other processes in order to test um, the vibration of these emotions. So just to give you an example, sadness, grief, overwhelm, frustration are are quite dense and heavy emotions. So they sit around the 100 mark, 150 mark. Anger is a little bit higher in vibration because it's actually a moving energy. So that sort of sits around the 250 mark, maybe 300. Love sits at 500. So... um, one of the things that I tell myself in the morning, I set the intention that I'm going to feel love. I say, I'm going to feel love and above all day. They are my emotions that I'm going to focus on because love is at 500 and then you have joy, which is a little bit higher than that. Mm 
And then you have gratitude, which is around the 700, 750 mark. So if you can just aim to um, set an intention at the beginning of your day and say, I set the intention that I'm going to feel the emotions of love and above for the majority of my day. And when I get challenged, I'm just going to focus back into my heart space, get connected and move forward from there. And that's really powerful. So, yeah, so getting back to David Hawkins. So, yeah, he was able to um, measure our emotions, our emotional charge, which is really, really powerful. You know what? I, I haven't read that book, uh, but I wrote it down. So it's on yeah. my must read. <laughs> um, but that did make me think of the book uh, Asking It is Given by Esther Hicks. Do you know that book? Right. I haven't read the book, but I know I was about to say right. um, Esther yes. Hicks. Yeah, exactly. So that's right. Exactly. So because I know actually we've talked about this before off off mm. um, off off camera. And um Although our listener at home is like, you're not on camera. Yes, we're recording on Zoom. So I get to look at Pauline's beautiful face and you just get to listen to us talk. But what they're talking about in that book is exactly that is like your emotional guidance scale. And I had never thought about that before because it's difficult to go from one emotion. You know, um, I guess I'll use the example of when I, when I was aware that I was having negative thoughts, right? I, um, you know, the woman who was working with me, she said, all right, just tell yourself, oh, I, every time you, you say, oh, I'm fat, just say, I love myself. And I was like, well, I can't say that. It doesn't feel right to me or true. Yeah. So she goes, okay, well, say I like myself or I make healthy decisions or something along those lines. And I thought, okay, I can say things like that. That feels right to me. And it makes sense now that I've, you know, done more digging and understood a little bit more that it's really difficult. You can't go from you know, one extreme to the other extreme, you have to go in increments. And so yes. it's going to be very difficult for you if you're in a period of grief or fear or jealousy or hatred or anything to go all the way up to passion and joy and appreciation and love. But, you know, just to reiterate what you're saying there, Pauline, if you set the intention to aim for love and above every day, it's one step that's going to take you into the direction that you want to go and grow. And yeah. And the point of power is in your moment now. And it's funny yeah. because I know that you and I have talked about this before um, in another episode that we did together, which I'll leave a link for that in the show notes. But, you know, you know, we were talking about taking responsibility and taking responsibility, would you agree, can only happen when you're in the moment. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's drawing that line in the sand because I was just thinking back to times where, you know, like the time where I was talking about where I was just like at my lowest low and it was like in that moment it was like I'm not going to do the same old, same old anymore. I can't do the same old. It's not getting me anywhere. So you take that responsibility and exactly what you said, Lauren, it's small steps. So even for me with the gratitude, I mean, when you're feeling so, uh, you know, <laughs> so down and to try and bring in gratitude, it's like, oh, not really, this is not going to happen. But do you know what I did? It came through me and it was like, in this moment, I am choosing, in this moment, I am choosing to feel calm. In mm. this moment, I'm choosing to um, look at what I can do right now to, to take that first step forward. In this moment, I am choosing. And choosing is a really beautiful word because when you were talking about um, you know, wanting to lose weight and like, you know, oh, I'm fabulous you know to try and jump that far yeah, no. but to, to use that word choosing I am choosing to honor myself I'm choosing to honor my emotions at the moment I'm choosing to honor how I am feeling it actually yeah. just helps to um, dissipate the energy basically that's what I see is the energy that's this really restrictive um, energy when you're in fear and fear can be so send you into such awful panic attacks. Yeah. If you're able to lessen that fear by just like I'm choosing just to be, feel calmer, 
I'm choosing just to take that first step. I'm choosing to take a deep breath in now and just talk yourself through it as you would talk a friend through if you saw them that way. Yeah. And just being able to do that and take those first steps. And then um, a technique that I, a couple of techniques. Firstly, when you're feeling really stressed and overwhelmed, um, this is an energy technique because, and it's really, really simple. And I'm just going to, um, because I'll, I'll, I'm putting my hands on my forehead, so I'll just guide um, your listeners through. When you're feeling really stressed and overwhelmed and you're panicked and you're in that fight and flight, you're not able to think clearly, you're not able to make decisions, um, proper, proper decisions, you'll say yes to things that you wish that you had have said no to. We all do that. Um, and you just, just can't focus and concentrate and you have that fuzzy mind, that fuzzy head. The blood has actually left your brain. At the front of your brain, you have what's called the prefrontal cortex. Now, you don't have to remember this, but um, when the blood leaves that part of your brain, that's when you can't think clearly and you're in that fight and flight. So a beautiful technique that I give my clients is that you place your, the, your fingertips of your hands have electromagnetic field in them so they draw energy wherever you place your hands on your body the energy and the blood will flow to so by placing your the fingertips of your three middle fingers on your forehead just above your eyebrow and just placing them there and if you've got a table in front of you you can just put your elbows on the table and what you want to do is just take some deep breaths in in through your nose and out through your mouth. And the beauty of this technique is that firstly, it's going to bring blood back to your prefrontal cortex and it also draws the energy as well. But amazing thing is that you don't have to think happy thoughts. You can think the fear, the overwhelm, the frustration, the anger, whatever it is, or that person who, you know, who you're not happy with, you think all of those thoughts, that is perfectly fine. But make sure that you're taking the deep breaths while you're holding your fingertips on your forehead. And what is happening is that you are actually, by thinking those thoughts of what went wrong or, and all of that sort of thing, the anger, the frustration, by thinking those thoughts, you're actually reprogramming your nervous system and your brain to rewire and to be able to deal with stress in a different way, stress in the new way of calm rather than getting triggered and getting into that fight and flight once again. Mm. Now, another way that you can do this, and it's really beautiful to do this on children, it's a really nurturing way, is just to place um, either hand, um, the left or right, it doesn't matter, across your forehead, your whole palm on your forehead, and then the other hand, the opposite hand on the back of your neck and just resting your head and just taking some slow, deep breaths. Now, that is a more of a nurturing hold and it will do the similar thing, but it's beautiful to do that with children who are really um, upset. Uh, it shows them that they are feeling protected and feeling safe as well because when we're in fear, we don't feel safe. So that's a really beautiful way of bringing back that feeling of safe. Um, yeah. I love that. And those techniques, I did them along. Maybe our listener at home did too, but they felt really good as well. Yeah, and you it can, might take, you know, two or three minutes. Give yeah. yourself that time, two to three minutes in a day, you know, mm -hmm. give yourself that time. And when you're holding, you might feel a pulsating in your fingertips and that's just the blood coming back into that front of your brain again. Really calming. I'll do this throughout my day, even if I'm not really triggered by anything. Sometimes I'll just sit down and just put my hands on my forehead and just take some slow, deep breaths, which is really, really powerful. Mm. It's funny. I want to go back to the conversation on choosing just for a second because I want to share a small story I was in a yoga class a couple of months ago and we were in the middle of selling our house 
And I was, you know, it'd been a long time in the making and, you know, that's a whole other story, but I will say that I was in the middle of a beautiful yoga class and I was stressed out that, you know, something was going to fall through with the deal. And I was aware that, you know, I was telling myself, oh, you know, it's probably not going to work out and, you know, all these sort of things. And it's funny because I'm a really positive person. I'm pretty much easy, like able to see the silver lining all the time. And, you know, at the same time, I'm having these sort of thoughts that are going, oh, well, it's probably not going to work out. And, and I think that in a way, subconsciously, I was setting myself up so that when it worked out, I wasn't surprised, but at the same time, if it didn't work out, I was kind of prepared for it. Anyway, I remember lying there in, um, you know, in Shavasana at the very end of the class, and I was still having this commentary going, and I went, wait a minute, I am choosing to allow myself to tell myself this over and over and over again. I am choosing to make that my reality. Why wouldn't I come in now that I'm aware that I'm allowing myself to do that and replace it with something along the lines of everything always works out for me. And so that's what I started doing. Then I started going, well, everything always works out for me, which I know fundamentally to be true in my heart. Everything always works out for me. But I just kept telling myself that over and over and over again. And so my question to you, Pauline, is, you know, what what role do our emotions and our addictive thoughts and our negativity play in being present? You've just given us two really great techniques that we can do that I didn't know before. So maybe in Shavasana, I would have been doing something like that. But, you know, I guess you need to be aware that you're doing it. But sometimes people get addicted to feeling bad. Yeah, absolutely. And what what happens there is that our body is adopting this new way um, as being the normal, like being in fight and flight all the time and having these, these um, you know, thoughts going through our mind. It becomes the normal way of being. And so we need to reprogram ourselves to do things in a different way um, in order to, um, to override what's going on and the switching your thoughts is such a beautiful one because um, it's the start to you taking responsibility it's a start to you being able to become aware number one of what's going on aware of these thoughts and then being able to switch to a more positive statement Um, because our words and our thoughts are energy so like we were talking about before with the, um, the emotions and what's going on with emotions in regards to um, the energy that we're feeling in our body. So the happy emotions are a faster energy and have a higher frequency. We want to um, be aware of what we're thinking because what we're thinking is creating an emotional charge in our body. Mm-hmm. And whatever that energy is, that emotional charge, it's actually... Um, emanating from our body that energy and it's then attracting back to us that same energy that same frequency so you know the person that you see who's um, always a really positive person really vibrant Um, you want to be around them because their energy is so magnetic Um, and the person who is always constantly complaining the person that's always Um, looking on the the negative side of things, um, there's only so much that you can take of that person and then it's like, you know, I need time out from that person. So what is happening is you're feeling that energy charge from both people. And so when you're feeling in um, a lot uh, more vibrant, you're actually attracting to you the people, the resources, the circumstances that will support you. stepping forward and just going back to um, looking at your thoughts and beliefs. What you introduced to us about switching those thoughts is really great. Um, But I also use a technique called emotional freedom technique, which goes that step further in helping you to switch those thoughts by um, you're, once again, you're working with the, the negative statements that you're feeling 
and you're also getting in touch with what you're feeling in your body. So it's not only what your mind is saying, but it's also how your body is feeling and, and responding to those thoughts as well. So that could be that you're feeling um, short of breath, that you're not able to take a deep breath if you're fe having fearful thoughts. Um, and it could be constriction in your throat. So you physically will have... Um, uh, you will physically feel the energy of those thoughts. And so by using emotional freedom technique, which is actually tapping on the meridians, um, just tapping on your body on the meridians, the end point of your meridians, which is where your energy flows through, and actually thinking those thoughts or speaking those thoughts and speaking about what you're feeling in your body, it's bringing that emotional charge up to be released and then once it's released, so once you've cleared that clutter out of your body, then you're able to, you've got the space then for those positive affirmations and those positive um, feelings and emotions to actually come into your body and to then, um, yeah, help to reframe what's going on for you. And so when you're thinking of, um, you know, oh, I really, what my desires are, what you really want to achieve, if you haven't already achieved it, it's because you have some hidden beliefs about yourself that are stopping you from moving forward. And so you mentioned right at the beginning, Lauren, about the breakthrough, the breakdown, sorry, before the breakthrough. This is generally what will happen is that when you're taking that step to move out of these old ways of being and these old patterns, all the rubbish will come up to the surface in order to be released. So what will happen is that your emotions may intensify for a period of time, only a short period of time, but you may feel these, all these intense emotions while they're coming to the surface to be released. But once they're released, which is the breakdown, once they're released, you come through to that breakthrough. And the breakthrough is when they're released and you feel, you literally feel and see this clarity and this connection and this support from um, your spirit, your guides, whatever you believe in, that higher power. I want to talk to you a bit more about EFT, but you just made me think of another question. Do you have to believe in a higher power to be present and mindful? Good question. In the beginning, you might not have to believe in it, but by using, by making a conscious effort to be in the present moment, you will find that you you feel it and an amazing connection to something and it doesn't matter even if it's a connection to mother earth and her energy if you're if you're feeling into your energy you will feel this overwhelming support this overwhelming guidance and you don't mm -hmm. even have to pinpoint where it's coming from just acknowledge it and just say thank you and that is just beautiful because ultimately what it is it's our soul talking to us. It's our spirit talking to us. And if that's all that you can, if that's all at the moment that you can feel into, then that's perfect. But it will expand. It will expand. As you get to know yourself better. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> because your noisy mind will eventually slowly quiet itself down and you'll be in this position where you go, oh, I don't need to think a thousand thoughts at one time. I can think only 10. <laughs> and that's a lovely place to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to give yourself, you know, to give yourself that space throughout your day to just be present. And you know what's, it just popped into my head, what's a really lovely thing to do. We're all connected with Mother Nature. So you don't even have to think about spirit or, you know, a higher self or anything like that. Um, but throughout your day, if you can set a, um, a reminder on your phone 
where you can just pause for 30 seconds if that's all that you have. And to just in that 30 seconds, if you can um, connect with nature and use your five senses. So what you want to do is because Mother Nature has such a high vibration energy and high supportive energy, it's incredible. So if you can just um, connect with Mother Nature, even if you're in an office, if you can just look out the window and see some trees would be great. But if you can get outside is even better. Um, and just look around you. Like I would do this with my children when we'd be walking on the beach and it'd be, what do you see? What do you see? And they'd be like, you know, I see the ocean. Describe it. Describe the ocean to me. Oh, it's rough or it's calm or it's glistening in the sun, whatever it might be. So what do you see? What do you hear? I can hear the waves crashing or, you know, I can hear the birds chirping or whatever it might be. Then, you know, what can you smell? You know, I can smell the salty air. I can smell the flowers. I can smell the leaves. I can smell the dirt, you know, the grounding energy of the dirt. Um, you know, what can you taste? That's a good question because you're not actually tasting, but it's just like what comes up for you? And my kids would be just like, first thing that pops into your head, um, peppermint. I can taste peppermint. It's like beautiful. And then what can you um, feel? So just feeling the sand and feeling. And so just getting connected back to your five senses and being mm. in nature is a beautiful way of just getting into that present moment. Spending time with your children, they will pull you into the present moment, doing something fun, laughter, jumping on the trampoline with my daughter. I'll do that with her. I'll spend time with my dog. You know, they will pull you into the present moment when you're just laughing and just being. It's so, so, so powerful because when you start doing that and you start feeling those feelings, those high vibe feelings, you're going to see changes in your environment. You're going to see people relate to you differently. You're going to have different um, circumstances and, and people come to you and things just change magically. And when we focus on the magic in our days, and that we're great and we're grateful for that at the end of our day, the small things, the little things, then bigger things will come to us and more attracted to us and are more magnetic towards us. Mm, I love that. In our last episode, we did talk a bit more about EFT. I am watching the clock at the moment. I do have some other questions I want to talk to you about, but I did say that I was going to ask you a quick question on EFT. So if you don't mind, I will take us there just for a second. Uh, you, I was understanding when you were speaking that, you know, thoughts and, and all these, you know, positive affirmations and whatever are something that's very good, obviously, but what you can do with EFT is you can also break up some of the energy that might be stuck in those areas. And then yeah. that actually will help the thoughts to work better. So is EFT yeah. something that our listener at home can do on their own? Or what would you recommend if, you know, cause when you said that to me, I thought, Oh, I need to do more than just positive thinking <laughs> and I'm not really sure where to begin. So I just thought maybe if you had any, you know, last comments on that or suggestions. Yeah. Just to give you a quick overview. And that is that, um, so when we've had challenges in the past in our life or, um, you know, situations where, it's triggered us into feeling a particular emotion that may be a low energy emotion, where it be anger or we're frustrated or, you know, sadness or grief. And we haven't processed that emotion at the time that the trigger happened. That emotion um, and the emotion has been basically pushed down within us. That emotion gets stuck in our energetic body. Okay, and so what happens is in our present day, when we try to do something or move forward with something, we might say, oh, my God, you know, I just keep doing the same old, same old, you know, I keep doing the same patterns. That's what's happening. We're getting drawn into that, that emotion that's still um, very active um, and we haven't released it. So what emotional freedom technique does is it helps to just release that emotion you don't you won't forget the incident but you will no longer have an, an emotional charge around that incident that 
keeps you replaying those same behaviours and those same patterns. And you're able then to be in the present moment to move forward with it. So you, um, yeah, so energetically you're releasing that emotion that's, that's coming up to the surface, release it, and then able to move forward with it. Um, yes, you can do it yourself. The, the, the next answer is, yes, you can do it yourself, but um, I will work with my clients in helping to identify the beliefs that are sabotaging them first then um, be able to, um, to uh, educate them on how to do emotional freedom technique. And then there's a lot of flexibility with it as well. So I also go into letting people know exactly how to do it and then how they can use it really flexible throughout their day. So it probably just takes a couple of sessions, um, but I would recommend that. Um, if you really want to get down into the into the you know um, the deep transformations, it yeah. would be good just to have a few sessions for you to pick up on it because that's the whole idea of working with me. I like to empower my clients to then walk away with tools and techniques that they use themselves at home, that they use in the moment of challenges, that they use um, as rituals in the morning on a regular basis to maintain their energy, all of that sort of thing. And the cool thing about Pauline is that she's also a giver and she's actually giving people 30 minute consultations to see whether or not she's right fit to help them. So that's the other cool thing too, is that, you know, when she's talking, if you know, some of these things are ringing true to you or you think to yourself, oh, maybe I could do with a little bit of a tune up because it's not very often that somebody comes in and says, Hey, you need, you know, you need to up your energy or you need to, you know, get clear on some stuff. So that's up to you to figure that out. But Pauline does do 30-minute consultations. And I'll put the link to um, to all her contacts and everything like that in the show notes as well. Pauline, you know, what do you love the most about the kind of work that you do and, you know, being present and mindful in that work? Oh, I love what uh, it's, yeah. You've brought tears to my eyes, actually, because... To see mums struggling with their, their children and seeing them um, when they're so desperate to help their kids and they want so much to support them but they're not really sure how to support their children. And then on the other side of things, when you see these teenagers and, ah, oh, it really, it, yeah, it really touches me to see them um, not believing in themselves and hating on themselves and so upset and that life is so complex for them at such a young age. And to be able to just say, hey, you know, here are some simple techniques and to just work with them in that way. And each week, like with children, you can see the energy changes and the difference in them from one week to the next. And they're hopping on the calls with me because I do most of my work via Zoom. And you see them and they're so much happier and they're so focused and their friendships and relationships are changing. You know, like they've come to me and it's like, um, you know, I'm struggling with friends. No one, you know, wants to be around me or whatever it might be. And then the next week, literally, they're like, I've got so many friends. I'm feeling so happy. Um, I'm doing really well at school. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just feeling so much happiness around me, feeling better about myself. And the mums who are there knowing how to support their kids now, knowing that sometimes that what they were, they were doing was not really actually helping their child and understanding now why that that wasn't helping or supporting their child, even though they were doing the best that they could. Um, and also I work with mums on a one-to-one -one basis as well. And for them to fill their cup up, for them to care for themselves and take those pauses to be able to reflect on um, how what they're doing is actually supporting their child, especially mums and daughters, which is predominantly who I work with, where um, they're actually, for them to understand that as they're role models for their children. So for them taking self-care and looking after themselves and letting the child children know, this is my 20 minutes 
for myself or 30 minutes for myself. I'm just going to go and do my yoga, go and do, go for my walk or sit out in nature. And for the children to actually respect that, that that is mum's time and for you to really create those boundaries and then say to them, you know, this is my time now for 30 minutes or whatever it might be, but when I've finished, I can come back and be 100% focused and present for you. And you do that and it's teaching, number one, it's teaching children to, you know, respect your boundaries, but it's also teaching them to, to respect themselves and how it's important for them to have that time out and do for themselves as well. Yeah. So it's just this whole beautiful um, connection, seeing the connection of the mothers and their kids, their daughters and sons, that reconnection, which is just so beautiful. And I see it in my own kids as well, you know, like everything that I talk about, I do for myself with my own children. And seeing them, they are my biggest teachers because they've grown up with this work. Um, my daughter was five and my son was seven years old when I first started actually working on myself first. EFT was one of the first things when I was like in a really bad state. And I started working on myself first and I was actually seeing changes in my children before I'd done any energy work with them at all. And I was like, whoa, this stuff is really, really amazing. And now that I've worked with my children energetically um, for the last how many years, it's um, they're now my teachers because they, you know, they use it themselves. My daughter will go to school and she'll see other children and come home and say, oh, mum, you know, this child was... Um, being a bully in the playground and this one was, you know, really submissive and blah, blah, blah. And rather than me telling her, I'll say to her, I'll ask her questions and say, what do you think was going on there? And she'll be the one that will tell me, well, this girl doesn't feel good enough about herself. So she feels that she has to control everyone else and that she has to control her environment. She'll talk to me about all of those things. And my son is very different. He won't, may not talk about it, but you see it in his actions and the way that he, he, um, you know, um, works with with his friends as well, and um, his particular sport that he's in as well. It's it's yeah, it's yeah, Beautiful. it's definitely. I can see you know your glow and how lucky you are to do that work and how lucky those kids are as well to learn this stuff early because I think what we've been talking about the whole show is basically that when you're present and mindful, you know, you're giving time to, to give back to yourself and get to know who you are, you mm. know, and I believe at a soul level and, you know, I know you do too. So, you know, that's what you're doing is you're carving out those moments of space to get to know who you are and what's important to you and your priorities. And you're not allowing, you know, the mind and this other kind of, you know, narrative to dominate the person that you truly are in your quiet moments. And uh, beautiful. it's beautiful yeah. that, you know, you're, you're doing that kind of work with people, especially children who, when they learn it, especially when you're talking about at such a young age and they're a sponge and they're, you know, absorbing all this stuff, you know, you're mm. setting them up for, for a life where they're a lot more self-aware than adults who have to go back and undo a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so, not that there's anything wrong with that. Because that's just the journey we were meant to take. Otherwise, it is we would have the taken journey. a different journey. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. So for our listener at home, you know, is there anything that you wanted to bring up that I didn't? Um, I would love to know whether or not you had a favorite book or two that you wanted to recommend. You did mention um, that book previously that I wrote down, which is, you know, The Power, Power Versus Force. But was there anything else that you wanted to share with our listener? Any resources that, you know, are some must-haves for them? Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything in particular, but, um, yeah, if it comes to mind, I'll definitely give it to you and you can pop it in the show notes. Okay. Um, yeah, because I find now that I have a lot, so many techniques that I just use them as I need them. Yeah, and um, creating flow in my day. And something uh, something that I'd give as a takeaway to listeners is that 
if you can create some sort of a morning routine mm. um, in order to um, start your day, rather than grabbing the, the iPhone and checking your um, emails and what's on Facebook, you know, if you can just put that away and the first thing that you do is something for yourself and um, whether that be that you have a set of affirmations. See, affirmations is something that I use with the tapping. And once you know how to do the emotional freedom technique, which is really, really easy to do, you can just do a power, I call it a power tap, <laughs> a power <laughs> tap in the morning, which will only take, you know, like a minute or so. And you can just go through the points with your positive affirmations. And what it's doing, it's calming your nervous system down. So you're getting calm and, and peace, you know, starting that day with a calm nervous system but you're uplifting with those affirmations and that positive energy and really getting started on your day. So setting an intention for the day, setting that the intention is that you um, are going to feel those uplifted emotions, that you're going to feel more connected to yourself, whatever it is that is important for you, that you will, um, you know, my day will flow with ease and grace, um, whatever it might be. And to, have that as your little ritual in the morning. I do energy techniques in the morning and some yoga um, to get me grounded and centered before I start my day. Of an evening, gratitude practice. Before you go to bed, you don't even have to write it down if you don't want to. Just mm. lie in bed. I hold, I'll hold a crystal sometimes in my hand, put it on my heart chakra, and just say the three things that I'm so grateful for and why. And just, I'd love to hear what people say because I know from um, my clients come back to me and say um, that adding that why you feel grateful for that particular thing, it's brought them to tears because it, and that is that emotion of gratitude just bursting and flowing through, which is so powerful. And what you focus on, you'll receive more of that. And, you know, like Absolutely. Pauline said earlier, all of a sudden your life will be transformed and you won't even know how it happened, but you'll realize that at one point or another in the present moment, you put yourself first. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What you're grateful for now, more will come to you to be grateful for. And you will notice in your day, you will find that you are actually focusing on the little miracles that happen in your day rather than the, the not so great things that are, that are going on. It's, it's amazing. I had a ladybug land on me once and I went, thank you, thank you, more please, because it felt like yes. a sign. <laughs> yep. And yeah. it was a sign because I don't see many ladybugs. Yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we have a thing with owls. My daughter and I will see um, an owl and it doesn't have to be a physical owl. It could be um, an image of an owl somewhere. And then we started seeing all these owls, like someone had it as their logo on a on a um, store, like as we were driving past, she goes, Mom, another owl. This is amazing. And also um, repetitive numbers. If I see 1111 um, 11 on my phone or, you know, 1212 um, 12, or, you know, I just think, you know, 333, 444, um, our angels are about. Yeah. They're around agree. us, supporting us. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> so cool. Well, thank you so much, Pauline, for all your time and all your wisdom and your takeaways. I know that I definitely um, learned something and I'll take that stuff on board. And for a listener at home, I hope you did as well. So thank you. Thank you, Lauren. Hi. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.